It was government leading cultural change. At the time of the strike, the women who worked at Trico earned between 30 and 40 pounds a week, about six pounds less than the men. When the Equal Pay Act came into force, they felt they no longer had to put up with it. With this new promise of fairness and equality, and in the strong belief that their work was no less valuable than that of the men, the women and their union, the Amalgamated Union of Engineering Workers, AUEW, made a claim for the same rate as the men and started negotiating. The management resisted, and when talks broke down, 400 women walked out on strike. All but a handful of the men continued to work. The strikers were led by the dignified matronly figures of Betty Aston and Eileen Ward, and by Sally Groves, one of the younger women. John Inwood of AUEW, Roger Butler, its full-time official, and Jack, as the secretary of the local trades council, were the only men on the strike committee. I was strongly supportive of the Trico women and keen to use my legal skills to help them, and at Jack's suggestion, they invited me to become their legal adviser. The local young women, with no prospect of further or higher education, went straight from school to work in the factory. The youngest of the strikers was 18. The oldest, 82. Most women there couldn't afford to retire, as they had worked part-time when their children were young. This meant that they were excluded from the workplace pension scheme, which was open only to full-timers and that they hadn't paid the full national insurance contribution stamp and therefore had no entitlement to the basic state pension. The legacy of lower pay and part-time work for women means that, still today, there are women without adequate pensions having to continue to work into their late 60s and 70s. With most of the men still working, production at the factory continued, so the women set up a picket line to appeal to the men not to go into work and to try to persuade the lorry drivers bringing in supplies to turn back. Some of the drivers did, but most didn't. As the first strike for equal pay after the Equal Pay Act and Sex Discrimination Acts came into force, Trico hit the newspaper headlines and it drew support from the women's movement. The women's movement, never a single organisation, was formed out of the growing belief among women from all walks of life that the inequality which women had always endured was wrong and must be challenged. The Trico women saw themselves, and were seen by other women, as a symbol of the new resistance to the status quo. But with the men continuing to work, the strike dragged on for weeks. To keep production going, and to avoid the picket line, The company started bringing the delivery lorries in at night, so the women kept the picket line going through the night. The Trico picket line looked very different from the usual sight of a row of men standing in front of a factory gate. It was made up of middle-aged women and younger ones, some of whom wore hot pants. The Trico women often faced real physical risks as they stood in the path of the delivery lorries. Even though some of the women were forbidden by their husbands to picket at night, they were adamant and they knew it was up to them to run the picketing. It was their fight, and though they welcomed support from the wider women's movement, 
they did not want their dispute to be taken over. However, they were happy for the women from the McVitie's factory further down the road to bring them biscuits while they were on the picket line. One night, when the strike had dragged on for 18 weeks, journalists from the BBC were there as a convoy of delivery lorries arrived. And the police, who had been called in by the management, were filmed dragging the women roughly away from the factory entrance. Seeing this on the TV news later that night, the men working at the factory became so angry that they too walked out. Production came to a halt and the management started to look for a settlement. The strikers won and a big social event which had been planned to raise support for the strike in its 21st week became a victory party. Feminist supporters from the women's movement joined the strikers in their celebration and in so doing revealed a wide cultural...